Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 24. I'm your host, Sal Qatar, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal? Uh, I'm doing very well. It's uh, MLS playoff time, and I am very excited. Are you excited? I am excited. But before we get into the episode, why don't we talk about a great sports apparel brand uh, named Ambitious Strike. You can check out their merchandise at ambitiousstrike.com. They sell everything from t-shirts to women's tank tops. If you want to get 15% off on your entire purchase, then enter the code BROTHERS at checkout. Yeah, go check them out. They're, uh, they're a great website, and they got some great clothing. That's Ambitious, A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S, Strike, S-T-R-Y-K.com. Go check them out. Uh, they're great. And also, uh, before we get into the soccer, uh, I just want to say that um, uh, uh, Android and uh, Google Play actually uh, released a podcap, uh, podcap, podcast app. Uh, and we are on Android and Google Play now, so uh, if you own an Android, you don't need to use uh, SoundCloud anymore. You can just uh, di- you can just download the podcast directly to your phone through that app. So go check us out there. So now we're on, we are on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and Google Play. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's going to be nice for anyone who you know has to listen to it or wants to listen to it in like the car or something, but you can't because it's on SoundCloud. So, uh, yeah, we're more accessible now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, also our last episode, episode 23, uh, didn't show up on iTunes. Um, we'll, we'll look into that. That's the second time this has happened in the last couple of months. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's just slow, but I mean, it's been a week, so yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. It's far too long, but anyways, we'll get into that. Why don't we get right into the soccer now? Uh, before we talk about MLS playoffs, let's talk about some of the big headlines that happened. Jason Christ, the coach of NYCFC, has been fired. What do you think about this? Oh, man, I think it's the wrong decision. I mean, he, he's, he's proven to be a great coach. And, you know, I saw on Twitter that someone was re- reporting that NYCFC said that he didn't spend enough time on tactics or pregame prep. And that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's something he's known for. Uh, and I just think it's a grave mistake. He only got one year with the team. Uh, he got most of his players midway through the year, or most of his star player, or two of his star players midway through the year. Uh, I mean, he did a good job of integrating Poku into the team. Uh, he had to make some hard decisions, benching Discarude. Uh, unfortunately, there was too much money to bench Lampard, but um, too much money invested there. But, you know... I, as far I mean, it's very hard for an expansion team to make the playoffs. And yes, I mean, with that much money spent, you could say it's a disappointing season. But I mean, you got to give him another year. And Taylor Twelman on Twitter said something that's so true that an MLS with salary caps and your, the limited options in terms of moving players, continuity is the key to success uh, in this league. Because uh, I mean, it's not like a new manager can come and totally rebuild the team, right? He's stuck with the players he's got. Uh, save one or two, you know, that he can change. They do need to shore up their defense, however. Uh, but really, uh, that season wasn't on Jason Christ. He's still a top, probably a top three American coach right now with uh, maybe Peter Vermees and Bob Bradley. Um, and I just think it's a big, big mistake, and especially since uh, it seems like they're going to try to hire uh, a big European coach or a, a big European former player, uh, you know, maybe like Rude Hullett, who... Obviously, didn't work out in 08 with the Galaxy. Uh, he wasn't really f- familiar with the league, and uh, his win percentage was around 30%. So, uh, it's uh, I think it's a bad decision. I really do. And I think it's going to... 
think it's going to come back to bite uh, Jace, or, uh, NYCFC. And, <laughs> I mean, already there are the uh, people who want Jason Christ to the U.S. national team to replace Jurgen Klinsmann. I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, I probably would prefer Christ, uh, but... Um, yeah, I, that's obviously not going to happen. But Christ will, will, will find a job in MLS uh, in the coming months. There's there's plenty of there's plenty. I mean, there's place for him here and abroad probably yeah. if he if he'd like to pursue that those options. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of coaching, Club Tijuana hired Miguel Herrera, who is uh, unattached since he was fired from Mexico after everything that happened at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, Miguel Herrera was fired from uh, the Mexican national team. Uh, they did not, I mean, they won the Gold Cup, but they didn't look that great really throughout the whole tournament. Should have lost to Panama, and then of course he goes and punches a reporter. Um, but, I mean, he'll be great for Tijuana. Uh, obviously, there's some investment there for the U- for U.S. fans with um, players like Paul Ariola and uh, Fernando Arce Jr. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic uh, works out. Obviously, that means that the Chicago Fire won't get Miguel Herrera, which was a rumor, uh, and the U.S. national team won't get Miguel Herrera. Uh, so, uh, good hire for uh, Tijuana, and uh, I'm sure he'll be successful there. Yeah. So, into more unfortunate news, I guess. Eddie Johnson, former D.C. United striker, uh, announced his retirement November 2nd today um, because of a heart ailment. He's been struggling with this issue in the past uh, he's had a lot of great moments for U.S. soccer, so it's sad to see him. Go. Yeah, I mean, I was at the USA-Mexico game in qualifying uh, in Columbus, and his header uh, to put us up one nothing was just a huge moment. Uh, one, you know, his 2013 Gold Cup was uh, pretty good. Uh, one moment that sticks out to me is when he was subbed on, and then 15 seconds later he scores a header uh, in the Gold Cup. Uh, so he's a great player. Um, actually, the highest goal-to-minute ratio... Uh, for for the U.S. national team of any player with, I believe, at least 15 games played, so uh, he he was a, he was a good player. Uh, I, I I think he was very you know he he, he was a good player, and uh, he was really big in World Cup qualifying going into the 2014 World Cup and in that 2013 Gold Cup run. So uh, he will be missed uh, in MLS. It was a great great story. You know, uh, he grew up. Uh, as a very poor, uh, as a very poor person, uh, luckily he met some people who were willing to pay his uh, his club soccer fees, which you know are ridiculous. Uh, we have a cousin who's who wants you know who's playing well. He's scoring hat tricks every week in 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 like the free leagues or or whatever. Um, but you know it's two thousand dollars for him to play for the one of the best club teams in in Columbus. And that's ridiculous. I mean, that's so much money, and that's the problem. That's one of the problems with our system. And, you know, you have guys who are missing out on other Eddie Johnsons because, I mean, not every one of them are going to meet a family who's willing to pay for their club soccer. Same thing with Clint Dempsey. Uh, you know, unfortunately, his sister had to pass away in order for his parents to be able to uh, pay for his club soccer. And, uh, you know, if, if that terrible, terrible tragedy didn't occur, we might have missed out on, potent- on arguably the best player in U.S. soccer history. So uh, the system, I mean, that's not, that's not what it's about. It's about Eddie Johnson, but the system definitely needs uh, revamping. Yeah. All right. 
why don't we go into the MLS playoffs now? This is kind of the conference quarterfinals play-in game to the playoffs. So uh, let's start off um, with uh, the DC United versus New England. Chris Rolfe was the difference maker as he scored the 83rd minute winner to lift them over New England and advance to the semifinals in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, a drama, drama-filled game. Um, it was a, a great game, really, to watch. It was a fun game to watch. Obviously, that Juan Agudelo bicycle kick was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And Chris Rolfe was fantastic in this match, as was Fabina Spindola. Chris Rolfe with a brace to put him ahead. Jermaine Jones uh, with the red card. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was Chris Pontius who scored the other goal. Uh, yeah, sorry. Chris Pontius scored the first goal. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> getting my Chris's mixed up. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, uh, uh, Jermaine Jones being sent off because of a, I mean, there was a clear handball in the box at the end of the match, and Ma- Geiger was right there to call it. <laughs> he didn't call it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I how can the Panama handball be a handball? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I don't know. No, Sean Franklin, clear handball there, uh, but. Um, you know, it's a, Jermaine Jones attack Geiger. You can't do it. It was an unfortunate way for uh, for um, New England to lose. And I think we've seen I think we've seen the last of Jermaine Jones in MLS. Uh, uh, he's getting offers from apparently Brazil and Europe and Mexico. So uh, I, th- I think he'll leave. Um, uh, maybe you know if if it's if it's not on the West Coast, it probably won't be in the U.S. So uh, unfortunate for New England. Um, I really thought New England was going to pull this out, um, but unfortunately they weren't able to, weren't able to uh, replicate that run from last year. Yeah. Uh, and, and you think Juan Aguadelo will stay or remain at the Revolution? Uh, you know, I can't really answer that. I'd like to see him try to move abroad again, maybe go to Germany, um, because I, he had offers. Uh, but, um, you know, <laughs> it's... Uh, with his failure at Stoke City, it's it's hard to imagine him uh, going. I mean, being able to play in England unless he gets serious, serious national team minutes in the next six months. Um, uh, I, I think he'll stay for at least another year or half year. Uh, I, I mean, he's not going to move in January. Um, so, yeah. But that goal was that goal was fantastic. That that I mean, an absolute world class overhead kick. Uh, I mean, that was insane. Yeah. All right. Uh, the night game on that Wednesday, Wednesday, October 28th, was Seattle versus L.A., a matchup that we've seen a lot. Yeah. Uh, a crazy, crazy match. Uh, yeah. Clint Dempsey in the fifth minute scores. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Sebastian Lecce a minute later scores. Right. Valdez in the 12th minute scores. And then Zardes in the 22nd minute scores. Um, so absolutely crazy first 22 minutes. And then, of course, Eric Freeberg at the end with a nice uh, volley uh, to give Seattle the win. Terrible goalkeeping from Donovan Ricketts. And really, them getting rid- the Galaxy getting rid of uh, Jaime Pinedo was a huge, huge mistake. Uh, I mean, it was apparent there. Uh, Steven Gerrard blaming the defense. Yeah, A.J. De La Garza was to blame probably for the third goal. Uh, but, I mean, Steven Gerrard has been not good this year. And there was a quote that came out today that he, he was like, I was unaware of the travel and the altitude and the humidity. I mean, what the hell? Are, I mean, do you not do your research when you come over here? Like, you just – I mean, that's, that's a problem. It's a difference. You know, Steven Gerrard probably, you know, is a little bit more invested into the galaxy than Frank Lampard. But, you know – 
That's why we need players like Kaká, Thierry Henry, David Villa, Jovinko, uh, DPs, high-level DPs who really buy into the league, you know, who, who, know, <laughs> who know what they're doing. Um, but, I mean, back to the game. It's a great win for Seattle. I, I really didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and, you know, they just they keep on finding ways to get it done. And the home field advantage was huge in this match. Uh, that crowd was just fantastic. Um, and then, you know, on the second on Seattle's second goal, uh, Nelson Valdez um, and and Andreas Andreas Ivanchitz um, pass or with assist Nelson Valdez and those are two mid season signings who seem to be working out well for them. Yeah. All right, uh, and then that Thursday, October 29th, we saw two more games in the quarterfinals of each conference. And in the Eastern Conference, we saw a Canadian versus Canadian matchup, Montreal Impact versus Toronto. Uh, Montreal actually took this 3-0 with three first-half goals. Yeah, uh, you know, these two teams played a few days earlier uh, on decision day, um, and Montreal won 2-1. to one. There didn't seem to be a change in tactics. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, Montreal was able to pack it in, not let anything down the middle, and, you know, were able to score some nice counterattacking goals. Uh, I mean, Patrice Bernier scored a nice goal. Ignacio Piatti, what a player he is. He's absolutely fantastic. And then, of course, the A.A. Drogba. And it was 3 nothing by halftime. And Toronto, there was no way back for them. And, uh, you know, there's only so much Jovinko can do. Uh, um, but this rivalry is going to be great going forward. Uh, it's it's going to be, you know, both teams have a lot to build on. Uh, hopefully Jovinko stays in MLS. Uh, you know, which is in doubt. I, I, it's quite possible that uh, that a uh, European team will swoop in and try to try to land Jovinko, but I mean, he, they needed to keep him around. Uh, so Toronto's uh, first time in the MLS playoffs was short lived, uh, but a really really good step forward for them. I think they might need a change in coaching, uh, but yeah. yeah. But out, out of clubs in yeah, out of clubs in 2015, I mean. Probably a tremendous growth for Montreal Impact's fan base with the signing of Drogba, the Concacaf Champions League final. Yeah, I mean they've they've been trem- they they've been tremendous all year, and Stad Sapura was rocking. Um, and you know, I think <laughs> it's it's funny because uh, uh, Montreal actually offered Jovinko a contract uh, before Toronto did. Um, so, well, I don't know about before uh, Toronto did, but they he, they also did offer a contract, and they clearly won that war tonight. Um, but. Or not tonight. It's not tonight. It was like five days ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Montreal, they, they, they have a really good thing going there, and they've been building and building the last couple of years. They have, you know, some really, really nice role players in Dilly Duca, Damaduro. I'm a big fan of Kyle Becker, P- Patrice Bernier, uh, Toya, Rio Coker, uh, Callum Malice. These are good players, and to go along with players like Drogba and Piatti, Don- Donadel, he's a fantastic player. Um, to go along with the Piatti and Drogba, I mean, they have a really good team. And uh, who can f- forget Laurent Simon in uh, defense there? I mean, he's fantastic. Uh, remember, he was on the Belgian World Cup squad last year. Yeah. So... Right, and then the last game of the quarterfinals on the Western Conference is Portland versus <laughs> Portland versus Whitecaps, and it was zero Portland, zero. Por- no, por- por- wait, 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 no, Portland versus. Or sorry, Portland versus Sporting Kansas City. I was, yeah. thinking, I was thinking about the. Yeah, yeah the yeah. conference we'll later. Yeah, yeah, but it uh, eventually went to penalties, and Portland came out on top. Portland, Kansas City, yep, it was two uh, two, and Portland ended up winning seven six in penalties, and uh, wow. Uh, 
wow, what a, what a match. Um, you know, Rodney Wallace scores in the 57th minute to deadlock in the first half. Kevin Ellis then scores a nice header in the 87th minute to tie it up off a set piece. And then Christian Nemeth scores in the 96th minute. And you're like, okay, Sporting Kansas City is going to pull this off. And then all of a sudden, uh, Aruti scores in the 118th minute to send it to penalties. And the penalty kicks were just insane. We're just absolutely insane. I mean, it started off Diego Valeri, unfortunately, missed his first one. Benny Failhaber scores. And then Nat Borchers needs to needs to uh, uh, convert his, and he does with a, with a great strike from a, from a center back. Um, great strike. And then Quarce is able to save uh, Dom Dwyer's. And then there was, you know, a procession of a, a bunch of missed penalties. Jack Shrewsbury... You know, just sails it over the top, reminiscent of Sergio Ramos. And then Matt Beasler tries a panenka and puts it three feet over the bar. Rudy scores, Nagamura scores, Viafania uh, with the miss. And then with a chance to win, Kevin Ellis misses. Uh, and then Aspria and Mustavar scored. Nagby with a nice free kick. Peterson scored. Alvis Powell for Portland misses. And then Saad Abdul Salam hits both posts. His penalty hits both posts and doesn't go in, which is amazing. I, I, I've never seen that happen before, and I don't think I'll see it happen again. And then um, eventually it went down to the two keepers, Quarase of Portland converts and John, Kempen, John Kempen of Casey, who uh, replaced the injured Melia, uh, was unable to score. So uh, Tim, Malia, Tim Malia, the goalkeeper, had to be sent off, or not sent off, had to be subbed off in the 84th minute uh, with an apparent concussion. Um, and, uh, you know, Portland wins in a crazy, crazy match. Uh, I mean, Kansas City had four chances, really, to uh, to convert penalties to win. Quarse came up big, uh, some missed penalties. And, uh you know their penalty run comes to an end. Remember they won they won MLS Cup a couple years back off on penalty shootout. So good win for Portland. It's 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 always fun to see them succeed. Yeah. So certainly not a lot of rest time for these teams that did play in the play-in game. Uh, obviously those teams that won will be uh, on the road in their next game. And uh, the first one was DC United at or no 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 they're at home. The uh, the higher seed plays it on the road first. Right. Yeah, because you want to have. So DC DC won on Wednesday. Oh right, 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 right. yeah yeah yeah. Okay, right. Yeah you're right you're right yeah. yeah because you yeah. want you if it goes into extra time you wanna uh, you want the higher seed to have a yeah it makes yeah. sense an inner tactical approach can yeah exactly yeah all right anyways sorry first but, game. That, well, I will say something. I was listening to uh, the Total Soccer Show, which is a great podcast. <laughs> I'm sure, um, I'm sure everyone who listens to this has heard about them. Um, T- Taylor Rockwell, one of the hosts, was saying, uh, you know, I, the higher seed should get to choose if they want to play first or second at home. And I think I think that's a you know I think that's a good idea because that is interesting. Yeah, because uh, his rationale was well, Portland is. Portland, uh, Vancouver is the second game we're talking about, but Portland coming off of a uh, coming off of a crazy match on Thursday, going into penalty kicks, a very tiring affair, uh, probably benefited from playing at home, and they were able to you know play for that zero zero draw. Whereas if it were in Vancouver, Vancouver probably could have taken it to Portland and uh, taken advantage of their tired legs, which you know is interesting. So, uh, I mean, MLS playoff cha- seems to change every year, so. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. 
Uh, all right, so the first game was on Sunday, November 1st at 3 p.m., and we saw D.C. United take on the Red Bulls. Dax McCarty was the difference maker in the 72nd minute. Scored a goal off of Sasha Clark's being assist. Yeah, I mean, the Red Bulls really, really dominated this match, and it could have been 3-3-0, or two, three nothing, probably more than that. Um, and, uh, I mean, not to say that D.C. didn't have uh, chances to score, but um, Dax McCarty scores off a set piece, a great set piece uh, by Sasha Kledgeson. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, Bill Hamid came up huge in this match, and I would not be surprised if he moves to Europe uh, this offseason because uh, he was um, he was incredible. I mean, he's he really is. I think he, between, I think he's the next goalkeeper. Uh, I think he's a, good, he's a good shout to be the starting goalkeeper in the 2018 World Cup. He or uh, Ethan Horvath, or Brad Kazan, of, of course, but... Um, yeah, if it's not no going to be Brad Guzan or Tim Howard, exactly. I think he would be the starter. Um, yeah, there, there is a chance. Uh, I, I just think that Ethan Horvath is a little bit ahead of him right now. He's getting minutes in Norway. Yeah. Uh, they're the same age, and he's he obviously is playing in the Europa League, and he played in uh, Champions League qualifiers and was very good. Uh, he's already made the Europa League Team of the Week. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's a little bit ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um. Although I do think making that change in the in Olympic qualifying kind of hurt the team because uh, he couldn't come until Mulder released him, um, but yeah, I mean it, it, Mulder didn't release him for the U twenty World Cup either because uh, their Norway season goes through the summer. So uh, I don't know if you would have started over Stefan. They're both, you know, hopefully they both turn out. But if one turns out, uh, if one, you know, if even one of them becomes as good as I think they'll be, uh, I'll be happy. So. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, how do we get there? Uh, <laughs> oh, Bill Hamid. Yeah, yeah Bill. Bill <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Bill Hamid was, I mean, New York with a deserved win. Um, and, uh, you know, they got that vital away goal. And I, you know, I despise the away goal rule. Uh, I mean, do you like it? I, I hate it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, in fact, I'm kind of against the whole two-leg system. I liked it better than when they had it a few years ago. Because, I mean, it, it incentivizes the whole, like, higher seeding part of it, right? Right, right, right. I mean, if, the, if you're going to have seeds, this two legs even makes sense. No, so, not really. You're so, just playing second. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the end goal is that if you're the higher seed, you obviously, you get a buy. And also, if you are the higher seed, you are the, the higher chance you have of hosting MLS, the MLS Cup final. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I mean, away goals, I just, like, the rationale is that it's harder to score away goals, um, but you could do home, you could do home goals. Like, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no rationale. Like, <laughs> th- then that means it's easier to score home goals, so if you score more home goals, then you should, <laughs> you should go through. It just makes no sense to me. Uh, it's yeah. just, I don't understand how a 1-1 draw is any worse than a 2-2 draw, or any, yeah, how that's worse than a 2-2 draw. I mean... You're, de- you're definitely approaching a, a game way differently. Yeah, no, than, than definitely. Than you would in a league or something. But no, definitely, definitely. And I think for MLS, it doesn't really work. Like you said, it's just it's absurd. And uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, like a one-one draw. If you if you draw one-one on the road and then you draw two-two at home, I mean, maybe it was a more open game. Uh, yes, they scored two goals on the road. But you held them to one goal at home the game before, so like I don't really understand. <laughs> I, I don't really understand. 
I don't know. Uh, it's just dumb. I mean, I mean, I mean, if there's one, but like the thing is, like they know the away goal rule, so like, I mean, they play it differently. They play it like away goals are more important, I guess. But still, it's the the whole concept is dumb. But like, it's not like they don't know about the rule. They just play the most. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, but it's just flawed logic. It makes no sense. And I mean, yeah, you know, it's maybe it's better than penalty kicks, but is it really? No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely rather have like. You know, a one-legged playoff game with the home team winning in penalties than them winning in away goals after the second leg or something right. like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes more sense in a non-seeded competition to le- to make, uh, you know, to make um, like like the Champions League to make sure that or to make it less likely that you go into e- uh, extra time because I mean, it's really just the luck of a draw if you're at home first or second. So. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, but and also in in those, I mean, you have other competitions to worry about. This is all they. I mean, I guess they do have other. Okay, but <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean you are right. Thing. Yeah, you are right. Uh, that's that's also true. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't I don't really like the rule, uh, and I know a lot of people don't. So I don't. I, I find it funny how a lot of Americans like the rule because it's European. But I mean, in Europe, they, as far as I can gather, it's it's pretty like it's. A lot of people don't like it, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. Why don't we go into the third game, which was uh, seven o'clock Eastern time? Hard for you and I as Columbus took an, an away loss, one to two or two to one at Montreal. Well, see, this is the absurdity of it. We win. Columbus wins one zero at home, and you're through. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah. I. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, Federico Iguain scores a goal, a terrible giveaway by uh, Drogba in his own box, and Iguain's able to volley at home. And then Patrice Bernier, uh, unmarked, uh, scores a header to tie it in the 37th minute. And then Johan Venegas uh, scores a goal four minutes after being subbed on. Michael Parkhurst just gives it away and then falls to the ground and rolls around for a couple minutes. Get up and chase after him. Uh but uh, and then Jose Van- Johan Venegas scores a nice uh, finishes a nice goal, uh, and I mean the big thing I, I uh, the big thing was that Didier Drogba grabbing Steve Clark by the leg. Uh, oh yeah, yeah that, was that was so stupid. How do you not get sent off? Uh, I mean he sh- it should have been yellow for the slide tackle or the challenge that uh, that. That before, right before that, and then another yellow for holding on to his leg. No, that, uh, that's, well, that's, that could be an immediate red. Yeah, no, it could be. Uh, I, I don't really understand. It has nothing to do with the sport. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's but, it's Bernier, ridiculous. But Bernier, man, I mean, he he had a goal and assist in the in the quarterfinals, and then now. Well, yeah, he's a longtime Canadian international, uh, and you know he he keeps on getting it done, and he's a he's a quality quality player. And I think Donadell Donadell is one of my favorite players to watch. He has just such a cultured left foot, um, and you know, uh, that's Patrice Bernier's a hundred second cap for Montreal. So he's a he's a great player. I, I believe he's the captain of the club. Uh, he also has fifty three appearances for Canada. So thirty six years old. Uh, a native uh, Quebecois, and uh, <laughs> what? No, I don't know. You just always find ways to fit in French. <laughs> French no, don't have a league It's a hundred and it's his hundred and second uh, appearance for Montreal in this stint. His first stint, he had seventy three. So one hundred seventy five appearances for Montreal wow. in his career. So uh, yeah, 
Uh, good for him. Uh, he's playing uh, for Kaiserslautern as well. So, yeah, he's a good player. Uh, Donadell, too. I mean, th- those two in midfield are just fantastic, and I really enjoy watching them. And, uh, you know, Montreal, um, uh, I mean, it, it was a close game. Um, I, I, I'm hesitant to say uh, that, uh, you know, Montreal deserved to win. I think a draw would have been a much uh, safer or a much more even result. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't give the ball away. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like Parker's did. So. All right. And then the last game, 9.30 that night, was Seattle beating FC Dallas 2-1 to one at home. Clint Dempsey scored in the 86 minutes to secure the win. Yeah. Um, Seattle, I mean, this was a, this was a, this was a good, great match to watch. Uh, Fabian Castillo scores it, the first goal in the 18th minute off a great counterattack. Mauro Diaz uh, with a fantastic outside of the foot pass, kind of like Lukaku's pass. That was against Sunderland this weekend. That was yeah. great. Um, I mean, Mauro Diaz was amazing in this match, and uh, it, you know it's sad that they weren't able to pull it off. And then Andreas Ivanchits, um scores. Uh, Stefan Fry starts that attack. Um, w- you know, he starts that attack from kicking it. He, he kicks it, and Ivan just gets it. But he was clearly out of the box when he kicked that ball. So yeah. um, it's uh, that's unfortunate. I mean, Guzan got called for it against Jamaica. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so Andre Andres Ivashitz with some great individual play and a wonderful finish. And Clint Dempsey in the 86th minute with a beautiful curling free kick over the wall and into the top corner. Uh, so it was a great match to watch, and uh, FC Dallas, you know, they, it's not a terrible result. They got that away goal, so really they only need to win one nothing. Uh, Seattle definitely needs to score a goal because yeah. FC Dallas, uh, I believe, is the best uh, is the best team, best home team in the league. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, Seattle has just has such a deep team. When you have Nelson Valdez coming off the bench and Christian Roldan, who's very good. Uh, I mean, when you have these players coming off the bench, it's just, uh, they just have such a good team. Uh, yeah. So do you want to predict the second legs of these games, or? Okay, let's do it. All right, so, uh, yeah, I don't don't have the order up, but I can just go by the game. Okay, so. I don't think it's determined yet. Okay, so, uh, New York is going to be playing D.C. at home. Who do you take in that one? I'm going to say New York 3-0. Uh, DC, their their uh, their pass percentage in this in the last match was close to fi- was around fifty percent, and uh, you know the the most passes completed. You know who 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 it was, Bill Hamid to uh, Alvaro Sabarillo. That was the most successful passing combination. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean wow. I I don't see them playing any better in New Jersey. So <laughs> I'm gonna say Red Bulls three zero. What about you? Who you got? Uh, I'm going to say New York 2-0. Okay. And then we've got... Uh, so we had a scoreless 0-0 draw with Portland and the Whitecaps in the first leg. And now we're going to see the Vancouver at home in the second leg. Who are you taking in this one? I love Vancouver, but I'm going to take Portland 1-0. Uh, I think... Uh, actually, you know, I'm going to say 1-1. A 1-1 drop. So Portland would go through. <laughs> Such a stupid rule. Uh, no, I, yeah, no, no. I, I, want, I want the... <laughs> I want the biggest BS win. I want a zero zero, and then it goes into, <laughs> then it goes into penalties, and then the goalkeeper skies it or something like that. <laughs> another 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 match like that for Portland. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, uh, (laughs) well, I I didn't mention this, but Darlington Agby was great once again, Uh, and he's just so good, and he needs to be called up right away. Uh, But yeah, I I just think, you know, Portland, uh, they'll have some more rest, and they're really hitting their form right now, and I I feel like they can can pull it out here. Uh, 1-1, because a 1-1 draw on the road is better than a 0-0 draw at home. I'm going to say Portland uh, in full time goes 1-0 on the road. Okay. All right. And then uh, the Impact have a 2-1 to aggregate advantage going to the second game while Columbus plays at home. I'm going to say Columbus 3-1. Really? I think, uh, you know, I think Columbus wins one nothing and goes through. I think it's going to be a tough, tough match for both sides. Yeah, it's true. It definitely could be. All right, and then in the last game, we have FC Dallas hosting Seattle. Uh, they have a one-goal disadvantage. Who are you taking this one? I'm going to take FC Dallas 3-1 to one in extra time. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Seattle, yeah, they, they won this match, but they really... They, yeah. they scored one off a set piece, and the other one was kind of an illegal ma- goal. Um, and, you know, they won't have that home crowd behind them. Fabian Castillo and Mauro Diaz are so good. And, you know, Dempsey and Martins just haven't been that great this year, and especially towards the end of the year. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think FC Dallas so good at home. Um, I think Seattle is going to score a set-piece goal or some scrappy goal, some crap goal that they somehow always seem to score. Uh uh, FC Dallas will score two in, in full time, and then they'll go into extra time, and FC Dallas will uh, pull it out. Yeah, I, I think FC Dallas is going to go... Uh, I'm just going to go 1-0, one, one, one on away goals. Okay. Uh, but back to the Montreal game. With the way the Montreal's playing, it might seem... It might seem like they may go come away with the win, but I, I saw a statistic earlier. They're four... Four and nine and four, and nine being losses, so the American way, uh, on the road in the season. So they don't have a great road record, and let alone against a good team like Columbus Crew, second in the East. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't know that stat. Um, I, I just think they, ever since Drogba came, um, you know, he's been. I mean, he's been fantastic for them. He's been a game changer for them, and anything that happened before that, it was just a different team. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's an interesting one. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely one that we're going to watch. Uh, I'm hoping I can get to the match uh, here in Columbus. Oh, yeah, that uh, so, yeah. All right. All right, so that's enough of the MLS. We'll all be there's never There's never enough MLS. Well, okay. We're just at, oh, well, I guess Most yeah, we're, done, we're done talking about MLS, though. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll all be watching this weekend at uh, the second leg of conference semifinals. But as for Europe, we're going to talk some about some European matches now. Inter Milan beat Roma 1-0 at home, and they go into second place. Roma sits third, Fiorentina first. Okay, yeah, so Fiorentina, Yusuf's first place, Inter Milan goes ahead of Roma, and it's a match that Roma really needed to win, or at least uh, get a point out of. Uh, you know... Gary Medell with a nice strike in the first, in the I forget what minute, but a nice long strike. Um, but Roma, I, I just uh, Jeco needs to figure it out. He's just not really fitting into the into the team, and 
you know, it seemed like a great, great buy before the year, and it seemed like his, he was going to fit the system perfectly, and they finally had a striker, and uh, the wingers like Falquet and Gervinho uh, and Aturbe and Salah could run off of him and uh, deliver some good bo- some good balls in. Um, but it's not, you know, it hasn't been happening. And, you know, maybe that's because Gervinho and Salah uh, like to cut in because obviously Salah usually plays on the right and Gervinho plays on the left and they cut in onto their stronger foot. Although Gervinho uh, did move over to the right quite a bit into this, in this match. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, they, they need to figure something out. Um, yeah. The if, thing is, last year, you know, so, so, so two years ago, we, we obviously relied on our wingers playing – you know, playing the false nine, we actually successfully played the false nine with Tati at center forward, Juvenio getting goals, and our lie. It, just everyone was playing well. But then last year, we needed someone in the box, but now it seems like, I mean, this is a good example of a match where we needed someone in the box, but against the provincial sides, I saw this somewhere on Twitter, but we can deal with the wingers, but it's, it's matches like these where Jekyll needs to score. Yeah, and you know, there's there's... Two things that can happen: you have Jekyll hold hold the ball up and then deliver deliver it to Javinho or Salah running off of him, or you have Javinho uh, and Salah stretch the field and um, send in some nice balls for Jekyll. But neither seems to be happening. Jekyll uh, is dropping back, but he's not really delivering the ball very well. It's usually he squares it or he passes it back to someone in the midfield. Uh, and Roma, you know, they're in third place and they're up there and they really don't look that great. Um, uh, you know, Castan, Castan. Wow. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, they have to look good to be there, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, it, it's a disappointing. Uh, they spend a in, lot in some matches. You've been disappointing, yeah. Well, you spend a lot of time in your opponent's half, and they fail to create any real chances. Right, right. I mean, Pjanic has been able to bail them out with free kicks re- recently. Uh, which is, I mean, that's not that doesn't take away from their victories. But, you know, you'd, nice, you'd like to see some more goals from the run of play from Salah, Trevino, and Dzeko. Um, you know, against Leverkusen, it was De Rossi scored a brace off set pieces. Um, so, you know, what? how many goals has Manolas scored? A couple of goals this year, too, off set pieces, right? So, yeah, it's... it's I, I think one. One? Okay. Um, but it, it seems, you know, Roma plays such good soccer. They have such a class midfield. Uh, there's just so, there seems to be some disconnect there, and yeah. you know maybe playing that holding midfielder. I, did De Rossi play in this match? I can't remember. Um, I don't no, think he I, did. I feel like he was suspended. For it was game. it was Pjanic, Nangolin, and Florenzi in midfield, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think they kind of missed De Rossi there, uh, but I don't know. They need to figure yeah. it out. But the, uh, yeah, they also it, they also don't have a true attacking midfielder. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we yeah we really don't. I mean, there's Tati, but he barely has touched the field. He 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 has some injuries, but he's barely but touched the field this if, year. If Tati comes in, he's playing striker or center forward. He's not playing. Yeah, doesn't I've never really seen it work that well if he's playing like underneath the striker. Right. I, I don't. Any, anyways, uh, Miralem Pjanic got red card in this game, so he's gonna be out for the derby this weekend, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I'm- He's a he's a great player, and uh, you know credit to Roma for being able to hold on to him. Honestly, uh, I mean he could. I think he could play in Barcelona's midfield uh, or Real Madrid's <laughs> midfield. You don't think so? I don't know. I mean he it's, hasn't it's been that tough. great. He, he hasn't been able to create that much this year. I don't think he makes mistakes, but sometimes I feel like he's not aggressive enough against. Yeah, you know, like the lower level sides, like because he can right, dribble yeah. past people, but he just doesn't try. 
I mean, I, I, I just don't think there's enough in front of him to pass to. I, I really don't. So, you know, he ends up passing, he ends up, like, Jekko squaring it or passing it backwards. Yeah. I mean, Trevino and Salah make runs, but, you know, they're not, if they're not making runs, it's just Jekko on an island over there. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't overreact too much. I mean, we were in a pretty good run of form before this game, right? I mean, I just find the Champions League. I just find Roma's spacing really weird. It kind of reminds me. I mean, not that their spacing is similar to the U.S.'s, but it just it's just it throws me off. Uh, yeah, like like sometimes. I mean, Trevino will either like he he <laughs> pinches in sometimes, and he just I I don't know. It, it's, uh, you know, because they have so much possession in the attacking third, but they can never capitalize. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's the main issue, and Rudy Garcia needs to figure it out. I really don't think Rudy Garcia is the right man for the job. And, uh, you know, I, I loved Rudy Garcia. I thought you were crazy last year for wanting him to be fired, but then towards the end of the year, I was like, you know what, he, you're right. He, uh, he has all this talent. It's a team. It, it's, it's a golden opportunity for Roma this year. In a year where Juventus is just not playing well to win the league, this is the year. Yeah, uh, definitely. End. So disappointing for Roma, but yeah, yeah. the season's not over. Uh, mm, yeah, I mean, you know, it's on the road against Inter Milan, a team who's been in great form this year. So, uh, I mean, it's not a bad loss, but it was just a discouraging performance, I'd say. You know, you'd like to see him go out and play really well and lose, as opposed to, you know, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say the Inter Milan, like, really outplayed us. Chesney could have gotten to that. They didn't. That's the disappointing part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Oh, wait, so you're saying you rather would have seen Roma get outplayed? No, no, no. Well, no. I I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, they, they, I I just, the aimless possession in, in the opponent's attacking third really gets to me. Uh... It's really, you know, I just don't understand what the plan is. What they're, what, what they're, there's, I don't know. I just don't know yeah, what yeah. they're doing. It doesn't, yeah, Jekko needs to, we need, we need to figure out. Anyways, we've spent a lot of time on Roma. I mean, <laughs> Inter, yeah, we have, but Inter, Inter didn't have, like, didn't outplay Roma, but did Roma really have any clear-cut opportunities? Uh, um, I mean, you know, Salah was on the break a couple of times. Uh, yeah. I mean, towards the end. Um, yeah, actually, I mean, the, no, there were a couple at the end, actually, not that, yeah. I'm, not that I'm remembering. Um, but, you, you know, like, they have the talent. They just need to put it together. Yeah. All right, yeah, they'll be playing the Champions League on Tuesday and Wednesday, of course. Check out all those matches. Uh, I mean, they're playing specifically on Wednesday, but Champions <laughs> League's having on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, all right, our next European match is Chelsea versus Liverpool. Liverpool, uh, Liverpool and uh, Jurgen Klopp got his first win. Uh, in the Premier League at Stamford Bridge, 1-3. Yeah, Ramirez scores a header in the fourth minute, and, you know, great. And then Felipe Coutinho scores in the 48th minute in the first half, really, in the third minute of stoppage time uh, with a great... He puts it onto his left foot in a great finish. And then Jose Mourinho gets sent off um, and is actually banned for the next match, so there's that, um, against Seska Moscow. Uh, But... um, I don't know. He should be fired in my opinion. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, Felipe Quintino with another another great finish in the 74th, and Benteke puts it to bed in the 83rd. And Chelsea at home, only two shots on target. And one was the goal. The second was a 40-yard shot from Oscar. Uh, 
Um, so it, it's uh, which actually almost went in, but it was a great save by Mignolet. Um, but Liverpool thoroughly, thoroughly outplayed. Uh, Chelsea and uh, you know Chelsea's nightmare season continues. There are rumors that um, Chelsea have already decided to fire Mourinho, but they're going to wait until Sunday because that's when the international break starts. So they have you know a couple weeks to get everything together. Uh, but um, yeah, you know I, I I don't know, and it's just they have these talented attacking players. This this defensive soccer is not working. So. I don't know. Yeah. So you, you, you think Mourinho should definitely be gone? I think so. But. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't. I think people get too caught up in in like what he's done or what success he's brought to the club because it doesn't matter. I mean, no, I mean it, it does matter. It matters, but, like, but you, you, you right. can't you can't use that as a reason to keep him around when he's not taking advantage of the talent he has. Right. I mean, he did great things for the club. You know, as recently as last year. That that doesn't excuse, that doesn't give him a pass, you know, uh, at a club like Chelsea, uh, to be to be performing to to, con- to continuously be performing this badly, uh, yeah, I think he should be gone. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The next game I don't really know that much about, but Antrecht uh, Frankfurt tied Bayern Munich. It's just the first time the Bayern have not one. Yeah, it's yeah. the first time that Bayern Munich had dropped points. Uh, you know, Iron Robin was decent in this match, I'd say. Um, aside from that, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, Bayern Munich dominated the match. Uh, Iron Robin had a couple of really nice set set piece opportunities uh, that he sent into the box, but uh, the headers couldn't be scored. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot happening. Yeah, to, to clarify that, uh, drop points in in the Bundesliga. They dropped points in the uh, in the Champions League against Arsenal last week. Right. But uh, are they still your favorites to win the Champions League? Yeah, come on. Okay. Who, who else is playing as well as they are? Who else has the talent? As <laughs> I mean, Thomas Mueller came off the bench in this match. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, that's true. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that any team is really as strong or anywhere as strong as like last year's Barcelona. I mean, I guess Messi's gone, so we still have to wait. But uh, they, they just don't seem as like consistent. Yeah. I mean, uh, how can... Bayern haven't lost yet. In the, lost in the Bundesliga. In the Bundesliga. <laughs> Still. I mean, we're talking about the Champions League. Yeah. And fair enough. Uh, but, you know, doesn't really mean... I, I, I still think they're going to win. So. All right, yeah. Well, it's possible that we'll have another episode midweek. I, I don't know about that yet. But definitely count on us talking about some of the Champions League games uh, this weekend, along with MLS. Yeah. All right, so uh, another big piece of news for American soccer is Aaron Johansson being out for the remainder of 2015. He had a successful hip, uh, hip surgery. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, he, he was playing decently well for Werder Bremen, um, but I think he has two goals on the season. Um you know, so he, he'll miss, obviously, the November friendlies. We probably won't see him in the U.S. jersey until March. Uh, but hopefully he can come back from this and slot right back into uh, Werder Bremen's lineup. I don't, yeah, really have to, I don't really have too much else to say about that. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm, should I just list off what the American players did abroad? Yeah, we can. Well, list it off, list it, and then I'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. So Tim Howard. Oh, I did. Yeah. 
Tim Howard started, played 90 minutes, and made seven saves in Everton's 6-2 win versus Sunderland on Sunday. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's good to see him playing well again. Uh, neither of the goal, neither of the two goals Everton conceded were his fault. Uh, he actually played well. Uh, the Everton fans seem to have forgiven him a little bit. Um, and you know, making seven saves is no joke. Uh, and this was a crazy match. You know, we talk, we spent fifteen minutes on Roma, and we're gonna spend like a minute on Everton. Uh, we have to have a talk about this. Well, no, well, I feel like even if we didn't have Americans playing in this match, we would still be talking about it, even though it's not like a major match in the Premier League. Why? Because it's like seventh versus what? Oh, no, what Everton's eighth. Yeah, we were ninth coming into this match, and Sunderland's in the relegation zone. So. Yes, yeah, so it's not a major match. Okay, anyways, you said that Tim Howard wasn't involved okay, but in any of Aruna Kone. Had a hat trick. Okay, yeah, that's that actually is pretty exciting. And, yeah, and there were some good goals too. But uh, the question is, you said Tim Howard wasn't involved in the two goals. Well, Everton I mean, conceded. He was involved. It just wasn't his fault. Okay, yeah, it wasn't his fault. Was the, was it any of were any of the goal six goals that Sunderland conceded the fault of DeAndre Yedlin? Uh, I mean, well, I guess he wasn't in for all of them. I believe. He, I think he got subbed off after the fifth goal. I think, um, but. I mean, there's a lot coming up that right side, or the Everton's the left side, um, and I think he was a little bit out of his depth, um, but yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't say they were directly his fault, he was just out of position a little bit. So he's playing fullback, right? Yeah. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that's his best position. And that's where he should be playing for Sunderland? Yeah, I think so. Okay, and for the U.S. national team. Yeah. Yep, I think so. All right, why don't we talk about uh, more stuff in England, but in the second division in the championship. Danny Williams started and played 90 minutes in Reading's 1-1 draw versus Brighton, uh, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, Danny Williams, um, he looks, you know, he's, he's been playing, and I think he's a Premier League player, and hopefully he moves up. He'll be a big part uh, going forward. Tim Ream. Yeah, Tim Ream played 90 minutes for uh, Fulham. Uh, you know, he's a good player. It's nice to see him play. Um, and I think he can be a part of the U.S. national team, but I think he's a center back. He's not a left back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the Bundesliga. John Brooks uh, did dress for Hertha Berlin, but didn't play in their 4-1 loss versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that John Brooks has seemed to lost a little bit of playing time. They did lose 4-1 to one without him, though, so maybe maybe he'll get back into the lineup. Yeah. Uh, Fabian Johnson started in that game, and he played 90 minutes uh, and had an assist for Bertrand Bertrand Gladbach, yeah, obviously in the win. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be too injured, does he? <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, he continues to play well on the wing. Uh, which is which might be his best position. He is his best position because he doesn't have uh, as many def- defensive responsibilities, and I think that's where he should be deployed for the U.S. Goes along with what you said about Yedlin. Uh, in the second division of the Bundesliga, we saw Bobby Woods start and play 74 minutes in Union Berlin's win. Yeah, he continues to get playing time, and he's an exciting prospect going forward. Caleb Stanko dressed but didn't play in Freiburg's draw. Yeah, it's just great to see him dress after that big uh, leg injury. I forgot where his leg it, it was, but 
Um, you know, he's back on the bench. Uh, he was the captain of one of their youth teams. Uh, he's a great defensive holding def- holding midfielder. And uh, I think he was severely missed in this year's U20 World Cup. Um, you saw Delgado start in the defensive midfield role, and he was a little bit shaky. Uh, Stanko's a good player going forward. He and and uh, he can also play center back. Uh, and then, of course, Russell Canus was also injured. He also plays in Germany. Um, but, yeah. Right, well, I don't move over to the Netherlands. Uh, DeSavio Payne came off the bench and played 26 minutes in uh, Groningen. Yeah, <laughs> Groningen. I think Groningen's. Groningen, yeah. I know, I know who Payne is. I just yeah. always forget how to pronounce that name. Yeah, he's a young right back. He's recovering from injury. It's great to see him back on the pitch again. Why'd you skip my man Sean Barry? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I did it intentionally, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about him? Well, yeah, it's good to see this. It's good to see Sean Barry playing in the Bundesliga too. Uh, he, his coach likes him a lot. He can play right or left fullback, and I think I mean, why not look at him for the national team? All right, why don't we move over to Tipelagen, where Zarek Valentin started, played ninety minutes, and had an assist in FK Bodo's slash Glimpse two one loss for the show. <laughs> well, he, you know, he continues to get playing time in uh, in, in the Tipelagen. Um He's a good defender. Uh, he did play in Montreal before and Chivas before he went to uh, Bodo slash Glimpse. I don't even know. What is the story with that name? <laughs> I, I um, couldn't decide on one. Okay, so it's FC, FK Bodo slash Glimpse is a Norwegian football club from the town of Bodo. And it was Wait, founded the slash in, is actually in the name? Uh, yeah. And it was founded in 1916. Its nickname is, is, is the original club name, Glimt. So, wow. their, full, their full name is Football Klubben Bodo slash Glimt. For anyone who's following the Tipolian. Well, I mean... Well, you the... want to follow Americans, yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, we got a lot over there. Yeah, we do. And, yeah, we got more that I'm going to talk about right now. Cole Grossman started to play 90 minutes and had an assist in Stabex 3-2 win. Yeah, one more thing about Valentine. He's made 52 appearances in the Tipelagen. So, um, yeah, so Cole Grossman uh, for Bob Bradley Stabek has been playing well, and he's he's racking up assists. Uh, it's the last game of the season. Stabek finished in third place. Um, so it was a great season for them, for Grossman and Bradley. Ethan Horvath started and played 90 minutes in Molda's 4-1 win versus Viking FK on Sunday. Yeah, uh... You know, Ethan Horvath continues to get playing time and continues to impress. And then, yeah. Uh, AJ Soros started and played 90 minutes in Vikings' loss versus Molda. I believe it's AJ Soros. But uh, the former uh, New England defender from last year's MLS Cup run uh, uh, get, is getting playing time over there. And, you know, there, there was uh, rumors that he was going to cave over Verona. Remember that? Or, uh or was it Hellas Verona? One of the Verona teams. Uh, but unfortunately, didn't go there and ended up in Norway. But he's getting playing time. Yeah. Uh, Eric Hurtado started and played 58 minutes in his Norwegian team's win. Lost. <laughs> his Norwegian team's lost. <laughs> yeah. Mjondalen, right? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess. I guess that makes sense. Come on, man. You gotta try. You're the host of the show. Mjondalen. What is the IF? Is that is that like how you say like football club? 
No, because that's that, FK, isn't that? Yeah, it must be something football. Yeah. Um, well, Eric Hurtado, the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps striker on loan to Mjöndalen, uh played. Uh, he's has nine appearances for the club on the season and one goal. Uh, so uh, we, just, we have a lot of we had a lot of players in Norway. So thought uh, we might as well cover them. Yeah. All right. And then in Mexico, we had Miguel Abarro started, played seventy eight minutes. Scored a goal and had a yellow card in Club Leon's 2-1 win versus Atlas. Remember Miguel Ibarra? You know, the minute he goes to a big league, he gets dropped from the national team. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't understand why he wasn't in the Gold Cup, to be honest. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, he he started off playing in only cup matches, not really making it off the bench, but he's worked his way into the team, man, and he scored a goal. I think it's his third or fourth goal on the season in all competitions. Uh, so uh, good for him. And, uh, you know, he still has an exciting feature. He's not one to forget. He's still a player to watch and can be a contributor to the U.S. national team. All right. Well, let's can wrap up the main part of the episode. Uh, like we said at the beginning of the episode, you should check out Ambitious Strike. Their website's ambitiousstrike.com. They sell things like men's t-shirts and women's tank tops. If you want 15% off on your entire purchase, enter the code BROTHERS at checkout. Yeah, uh, they're, they're a great, great uh, store, uh, great web store. Um, you know, so I, I know I haven't, really, I haven't really explained this since the first time we unveiled our uh, partnership with them. Uh, but, you know, they're, out, they're based out of Arizona. And, you know, they see companies like Hurley um, and uh, Hollister, who are like surfer or skater. Um, brands uh, that sort of transcend that role, so that so that they're they're, um, they're everyone wears their clothes, even though they were originally made for, or they're, they're like a surfer or uh, skater brand. So they want to have a they want to have a soccer brand like that uh, that anyone can wear. Yeah. So, all right, uh, that's ambitious. A m b i t i o u s strike s t r y k dot com. All right, so. Uh... Are we playing TBD today, or...? Eh, let's just forget it. It's a long episode. Yeah, it's a long episode. Okay, we have an email for this podcast. It's soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter. It's at soccerbrospod. My brother's Twitter is at bigtimebrownie. Mine's at ASR underscore Sahel. Make sure to review and leave a rating on iTunes or leave a comment if you're on SoundCloud to follow us. And remember, check us out on Google Play on your Android. Uh, we are over there now. All right. See you maybe this uh, midweek or next weekend. Uh, Cheers. Yep. (laughs) We look forward to covering this match. (laughs) Why'd you say cheers? Because we're a soccer podcast. All right. Cheers. No, I don't believe in English, romanticism, soccer, whatever. We talked about it with the Enjoy. Go check that out, episode number six. Yeah, I know. You you directly got that from the Enjoy episode. That was my question, Ned. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm just saying I didn't support it. Well, yeah, yeah I, know, I, know, I know. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>